Hi, I'm Scott Lutz, and today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2 through um, 33, so let's, 34, so let's go ahead and um, start reading the scripture. Propriety and worship is the first part. I praise you for rem remembering me in, e in everything, and for holding to the teachings just as I pass them on to you. Now I want you to realize that head that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head, and every man woman who prays or, or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. It is just as though her head were shaved. If a woman does not cover her head, she does not have her hair cut off. And if it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off or shaved off, she should cover her head. A man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But the woman in the glory is the glory of man. For man did not come from woman. But woman from man, neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. For this reason, and because of the angels, the woman ought to have a sign of authority on her head. In the Lord, in the Lord however, women, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. But everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves. It is proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered. Does not the very nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him? But that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory? For long hair is given to her as a covering. If anyone wants to be contentious about this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. Lord's Supper In the following directives I have no praise to you, for the meetings do not harm more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that you, when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For as you eat, each of your you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. One remains hungry, another gets drunk. Don't you have home to eat, homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he was he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant. In my blood, do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For when, whenever you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body of and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we judge ourselves, we do, would not come under judgment. When we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined, so that we will not condemn, be condemned with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for each other. If anyone is hungry, he should eat at home. So then, that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give, I will give further dis directions. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just ask and thank you for, for um, what you've done. I ask, Lord, that you make sure we stay focused on you. I ask this in your precious name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day. Hi, everyone. This is Scott Lutz, and today I am in Judges chapter 16, verses 1 through um, 31. And today um, I'm going to be reading Samson and Delilah to start with. So let's go ahead and begin. One day Samson went to Gaza, where he saw a prostitute. He went in to spend the night with her. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night, saying, "All At dawn, we'll kill him. But Samson lay there only until the mid middle of the night. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the two posts, and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See I, if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will get give you... 1100 shekels of silver so Delilah said to Samson tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued Samson answered her if anyone ties me with seven fresh thongs that have been not been dried I'll become as weak as any other man then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven thresh, fresh throngs that have had not been t dried, and she tied him with them. With men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. 
but she snapped the thongs as easy as a piece of string snaps when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have made a fool of me. You lied to me. Come now, tell me how do you can be tied. He said, If anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. Then, with men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the ropes off his arms as if they were threads. Delilah then said to Samson, Until now you have been making a fool of me and and lying to me. Tell me how you can be tied. He He replied, If you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric of the loom and tighten it with the pin, I'll become as weak as any other man. So while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his head, wove them into the fabric, and tightened it with the pin. You know, most people would figure out that she's up to something by now. Again, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and pulled up the pin and the loom with the fabric. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. Well, with such nagging, he prodded him to him day and night until he was tired to death. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite set apart to God since birth. If my head was shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, Come back once more. He has told me everything. So the Philistines... So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. Having put him to sleep on her lap, she called a man to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding in their prison. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. The Death of Samson Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, and to celebrate him saying, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy into our hands, the one who laid waste our land and multiplied our slain. While they were in high spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them. When they stood him him among the pillars Samson said to the servant who held his hand put me where I can fill the pillars 
that support the temple so that I may lean against them. Now the people temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there, and on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, remember me. O God, please strengthen me just once more, and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he was alive, while he lived. Then his brothers and his father's whole family went down to get him. They brought him back and buried him between Zorah and Eshtol in the tomb of Manoah, his father. He had led Israel 20 years. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just praise you. I just thank you for everything. I just pray that you deliver us from the hand of the enemy and that you watch over us and keep us safe. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.